Welcome to Texas Ag Today, a daily look at the latest news in Texas agriculture. Texas Ag Today is produced by the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network with the largest farm news team in the Lone Star State. Now here's the host of Texas Ag Today, Carrie Martin. Hello, Texas. Glad to have you along for another edition of Texas Ag Today. As usual, a lot going on. The very first cotton condition ratings for the Texas cotton crop are out, and unfortunately, they don't look all that good. In fact, Texas has the lowest ratings in the nation. We'll talk more about that. Plus, good news coming out of the state capitol for feral hog control and expanded rural broadband. My name's Carrie Martin. I'm part of the largest and most experienced farm news team in the Lone Star State, and we're all standing by to bring you the latest news in Texas agriculture, from the Piney Woods of East Texas to the Rocky Ranges of the Trans-Pecos, and from the Panhandle down to the Rio Grande Valley. In the Texas Panhandle, we have farmers facing several challenges right now, in the field and out of it. I'm James Hunt, and I'll have that story on Texas Ag Today. Feral hog control and rural connectivity were among the issues passed by the state legislature important to farmers and ranchers and rural communities. I'm Tom Nicoletti and I'll have that story on Texas Ag today. This is James Duncan from Marshall. High water, wet hay, low calf prices. That's how East Texas wrapped up May, but it's June and the sun is shining. We'll talk about that on today's program. We'll have those stories, plus news from Washington, Texas wildlife news, and a complete look at the markets all coming up. After COVID caused a stripped-down version of the State Fair of Texas last year, the full version will be back in 2021. Jessica Domo reports. There is good news for families who show livestock and other projects. There will be a State Fair of Texas this year. Fair organizers made the announcement this week saying they're excited to welcome families and friends back to the annual event at Fair Park in Dallas. Last year's event was mostly canceled due to COVID. The fair this year may look a little bit different. Fair organizers say they will follow CDC and government COVID protocols. This year's state fair is slated for September 24th through October 17th. Season tickets are on sale now at BigTex.com. For the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network, I'm Jessica Domel. We have the very first cotton crop ratings of 2021 released this week, and they don't look very good. One of the main reasons is because of our crop right here in Texas. USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey. Texas really jumping off the charts with 30% of the crop rated very poor to poor. Texas going through a transition from a drought to a wetter pattern. It's still early in the season. There may be some opportunities for recovery for the crop. But again, at this early stage, 30% of the Texas cotton rated very poor to poor. Here's how the Texas cotton crop ratings came out this week. 3% of the crop rated excellent, 17% rated good, 50% rated fair, And as Brad Rippey mentioned, 30% rated poor to very poor. The report shows that 54% of the cotton crop is planted. That's just a couple of points behind the 56% five-year 
average. Farmers in the Texas Panhandle are facing many challenges right now, both in the field and out of it. James Hunt explains from Amarillo. As we've talked about, some of those storms that brought ample rains to the Panhandle last month were a bit on the rough side. And many local farmers, like Robert Gordon up in the Dalhart area, need a stretch of open weather to get some do-overs done. We've had two different hailstorms on one farm and a lot of rain, a lot of water damage. So we'll probably have to do a little bit of replanting in some spots, but we're going to have to give it a few days. It's going to have to dry out for one thing. However, Gordon says just a small portion of the corn he's planted was damaged, and overall he sounds encouraged by progress thus far. Most of our corn is up. We finished planting a few days ago, so it's just coming to the top of the ground now. But most of it looks really good right now. And the precipitation has given him another significant boost. With this rain, we've been able to shut some wells off, so that helps too when we don't have to pump a lot of water on it. Like most farmers, Gordon is pleased by the strengthening of grain prices, but he points out production costs have also jumped. Fertilizer has gone up a lot. Like some of it has doubled. Pretty fortunate we locked in, I'd say probably 95% of our fertilizer needs for the year early. So that helps a lot. It's just looking at next year is going to be a little tight. Fuel costs are also up quite a bit. And Gordon says there's also an issue with the availability of certain equipment parts. A lot of it's just from people being laid off last year production. You know, that stuff is basically made a year in advance. So we're seeing the effects of COVID this year for sure. So getting sprinkler tires and other things, just one more challenge right now for our area farmers like Robert Gordon. I'm James Hunt on the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. Feral hog control and rural connectivity were two big issues in the recently concluded legislative session. Tom Nicoletti goes to Austin for an update. Various issues were approved by state lawmakers that are key for agriculture. Texas Farm Bureau State Legislative Director Charlie Liao joins me again today. Charlie, on feral hog control, there was legislation passed in the form of a Senate bill rider that is important for both rural and urban Texans. Yeah, feral hog, is, as we all know, are an incredible issue for rural Texas. And, and now we're even starting to see them in more urban areas. This session uh, in the budget, we were able to see success uh, with some feral hog studies and evaluations that both TDA and Texas A&M AgriLife will study that and study the use of the warfarin-based feral hog toxicants uh, and and the proposed uh, program and study will will allow landowners to have access to this if it proves successful and we believe that it will. Also awaiting uh, the signature from the Texas governor on rural connectivity uh, there was a bill that uh, passed creating the broadband development office. Talk about that uh, Charlie. Yeah yeah, HB5 uh, addresses uh, rural connectivity for Texas and those of us in rural Texas know this has been a long long time issue. Uh, This will create a statewide broadband development office uh, which would promote research and develop uh, the expansion of access to broadband service throughout Texas Um, and it sets up a a development council as well bringing in representatives from from all sectors of Texas including rural and ag Um, and this will allow the state to set a statewide plan and also bring down federal allocation 
funding when available. On the issue of animal care, House Bill 1480 passed the legislature and explain what that bill is all about. Now, that bill is known as the Ag Trespass Bill, and it creates a criminal offense for, for anyone who damages or vandalizes or, or seeks to destroy or cause any kind of harm to any kind of animal or crop facility and its contents. Uh, th- this is an, an issue that we have seen with uh, advocacy groups who, who have sought to utilize uh, employment, kind of trespassing on these facilities in order to, to, to gain notoriety for themselves or their groups. That is Texas Farm Bureau State Legislative Director Charlie Leal in Austin. I'm Tom Nicoletti with the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. East Texas is recovering from a very wet May with sunny days to kick off June. James Duncan reports from Marshall. There just seems to be no way to get out of the weather on a report from East Texas. Since the first of the year, we've seen rainstorms, ice and snowstorms, spring planting delays because of all this. And now we are find ourselves faced with hay lettuce that are not ready to cut for maximum yield. The ryegrass that is available will be more haylage than baled hay. One producer put it the best when he said, we want to get around all of this, but there's just no way to do it. We just have to remain optimistic. And this is the way grass producer grows it to make it work. Other producers say we make more in the rain than we do in the drought. And we actually in East Texas right now are grazing cattle from producers who are suffering because of a drought. The cycle continues. Low calf prices are being felt everywhere. For local producers coming to the farmer's markets right now, watermelons are growing, but Fourth of July is right around the corner. We may not be ready for the fourth with our good East Texas watermelons. The timber industry, though, is coming back, particularly the pine trees. Now, we're having more trouble with the hardwoods than we are the pines right now because they were damaged more severely. But keep on the sunny side. We're going to make it here in East Texas. This is James Duncan from Marshall. The U.S. Census Bureau recently released new data for the first four months of 2021 regarding trade with China. Michael Clements shares the results from Washington. Data shows China is closing the gap towards reaching the goal of purchases in the Phase 1 trade agreement. American Farm Bureau Federation economist Veronica Nye summarizes the results. The data recently released for April 2021 shows us that while China is behind on their imports relative to the commitment that they have for 2021, purchases are really coming on strong. We're looking right now at exports over $10 billion, achieving about 25% of the goal for 2021, which is $40 billion. Nye says China is on track to be the largest purchaser of U.S. ag products. Last year, China had pledged to purchase $33 billion in ag products, and they didn't quite make it. They purchased $27 billion. But still, that was a record for U.S. ag exports. So looking at 2021 with a commitment of $40 billion, that's a huge increase in exports for U.S. ag products and would certainly secure China as the largest export destination for U.S. ag products once again. Nye says reaching the lofty goals of the Phase 1 agreement is still possible. Looking at current commodity prices and the purchase commitments for new crop commodities and how much further along in exports we are in 2021 relative to where we were in 2020, it seems China might actually make it this year. At least they stand a chance that U.S. ag exports might actually achieve this huge goal that was laid out in the phase one agreement. Learn more on the Market Intel page at fb.org. Michael Clements, Washington. 
Making a reservation at a Texas state park just got easier. I'm Jessica Dolmel, and I'll have that story coming up on Texas Ag Today. And a large number of horses are overweight, but what exactly causes it? Texas veterinarian Dr. Bob Judd will answer that question coming up next, right here on Texas Ag Today. When we moved to Texas, we were like fish out of water. We didn't know anyone in our neighborhood until our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent came to the house. She was so helpful and reassuring, a friendly face with that Texan hospitality I'd heard about. When we purchased a Texas Farm Bureau insurance policy, we knew we were making the right choice. We knew our family would be protected. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to find an insurance agent who's a true neighbor. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. We're keeping you informed on everything happening in Texas agriculture on Texas Ag Today. A large number of horses are overweight, but there are a lot of things that could cause that. Veterinarian Dr. Bob Judd explains. A group of scientists in Britain performed a study on several horses in a herd and coined the term called forage efficiency. You would think that the most dominant horses are also the heaviest, as they will run other horses off from the feed. However, this is not always the case, as the vigilant or dominant horses are always stopping eating and looking around their environment instead of eating. So horses with high foraging efficiency are actually the ones that are overweight. Foraging efficiency is high in horses that are consistently consuming their meals, but low in horses that are always looking around and checking out their environment. Dr. Christine Nicole from the Royal Veterinary College indicated in the horse publication that horses that are jumpy and startle easily have lower forage efficiency compared to those that eat constantly. And some non-dominant horses do get interrupted when eating by dominant horses, but this also interrupts the dominant horse when eating. Sarah Giles is a PhD student at the University of Bristol, and she watched 100 horses living in 20 groups and found that the more frequently horses interrupted their meals to threaten another horse, the lower their body condition score and the thinner their condition. Horses that ate their meals more commonly tend to gain weight as they spend more time actually eating. So if you have a horse that is continually eating regardless of what is going on in their world, they are likely to get fat. On the other hand, if you have a horse that will not gain weight, it could be that the horse is nervous and eating in a more secure environment may increase forage efficiency, and weight gain. That's today's Texas Vet News. Thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Bob Judd, and this is the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. Making a reservation at a Texas state park just got easier. Plus, there's a new leader of the Texas Wildlife Commission. Jessica Domel has those stories in today's Wildlife Report. Reserving a spot at your favorite state park just got easier. There are now two new features on the Texas State Park online reservation website. The new Camping This Weekend tab shows visitors where tent camping sites, RV sites, and lodging are available for the coming weekend. You can narrow the results down by park or by city. The Texas Parks and Wildlife Department reports they've also updated the reservation system to allow spontaneous parkgoers to make same-day overnight camping reservations online or by calling the customer service center. In the past, same-day reservations could only be made by phone. To plan your visit, order a day pass, or reserve an overnight site, visit texasstateparks.gov. 
That is texasstateparks.gov. Texas Governor Greg Abbott has appointed a new chair of the Texas Parks and Wildlife Commission. Arch Beaver Applin of Lake Jackson is the president and CEO of Bucky's. He served on the commission since November of 2018. The governor has also appointed Anna Benavides Gallo to the commission for a term that will expire in February of 2027. Gallo is from Laredo. She's the vice president of ANB Cattle Company and is co-trustee of her family's mineral trust. James Abel, Oliver Bell, Paul Foster, Jeffrey Hildebrand, Bobby Patton Jr., Blake Rowling, and Dick Scott remain as commissioners. The Texas Parks and Wildlife Commission manages and conserves the natural and cultural resources of Texas and provides hunting, fishing, and outdoor recreation opportunities for the use and enjoyment of present and future generations. For the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network, I'm Jessica Domel. Well, we had a crazy week in the agricultural markets last week, so just how did things kick off this week on Monday? Jessica will be back with a complete look at the markets coming up next. Keep it right here on Texas Ag Today. Did you know that one out of every three mouthfuls of food we eat is produced by insect pollination, most of which is done by bees? In fact, bees are vitally important to food production. That's why modern agriculture is working with beekeepers to promote bee health. Ensuring a sustainable food supply requires each of us to play our part in preserving the land and protecting pollinators. This public service announcement is brought to you by Syngenta. We're giving you the market information you need on Texas Ag Today. Live cattle traded lower for much of the day Monday. Live cattle for June down 60 cents to 116.22. Live cattle for August down 30 cents at 117.77. Live cattle for October down 35 cents to 123.70. Feeder cattle contracts traded mostly lower at the start of the week due to rising corn costs. August feeder cattle up 27 cents to 150.20. September feeder cattle down 12 cents to 152.62. Feeder cattle for October down 30 cents to 154.65. Box beef prices were mixed Monday. Choice up 76 cents to $339.74. Select was down $1.23 to $310.50. Now let's check those livestock auctions. We're walking the pens with Larry Marble. Let's head over to the Collage capital of Texas to Caldwell. Talk to Carl Herman from Caldwell Livestock Commission. Carl, I understand you had a good sale. We had a good run of cattle. We had uh, almost 500 head for 77 sellers, 43 buyers on a higher calf market and cow market. We had around 115 cows and bulls, slaughter cows 35 to 74, slaughter bulls 69 to 99, stocker cows 600 to 10 and a quarter, and the pairs 750 to 1050. My packer people on the cow side says that if you've got some cows to sell, now's a good time to do it. So on the steers, two to three weights steers, 155 to 175, three to four weights, 160 to 185, four to five weights, 160 to 182, the five and six weight steers brought 148 to 167, 6 to 7 weights, 135 to 151, 7 to 8 weights, 121 to 130. Uh, on the heifers, 2 to 3 weights, 140 to 155. 
three to four weights, 141 to 157. Four to five weight heifers brought 130 to 162. Five to six weights, 130 to 157. Six to seven weight heifers, 125 to 160. And the seven to eight weights, a dollar to a dollar 22. Really good day. Prices are good. The figures that I had yesterday were the, probably as good a figures as if I had in three or four years. It's turning the corner. Sounds like it might be time to trade some in on newer models. That production level, you know, begins to drop. When they get older and, and you might as well get some newer cattle in the prime of their life because I think we're looking at some good market prices and uh, you want to be uh, you want to be stocked and have some really good cattle in the pasture to uh, be able to take advantage of the situation. Carl, tell them where they can come to take advantage of that situation. Call the Livestock Commission. Call me at uh, 979-820-5349. Call the barn, 567-4119. Or if you're getting in surrounding area, call Max Sevener at 540-8676. I'm Larry Marble. I'm your host. Good day. Lean hogs rallied Monday on higher pork cutout prices and a stronger cash market. Lean hogs for June up 40 cents to 119.90. Lean hogs for July up $1.50 to 122.10. Block and barrel cheese prices, butter and grade A non-fat dry milk and dry whey fell on Monday, putting pressure on milk futures. Class 3 milk for June down 18 cents to 17.13 a hundredweight. Class 3 milk for July down 22 cents to 17.64 a hundredweight. While we await the release of several USDA reports on cotton this week, cotton was trading mixed on Monday. October cotton up 33 points to 86.26. December cotton down 62 points to 85.26. Hard red winter wheat for July down 6.5 to 6.30. Hard red wheat for September down 5 and 3 quarters to 6.38. Hard red wheat for July down 6.5. Soybeans for July down 23 and a half to 1560 and a quarter. Soybeans for November up four and a half to 1440. Natural gas traded lower Monday. July contracts down two cents to 307. Natural gas for August down two cents to 309. And despite rising demand and reported supply curbs from OPEC, crude oil traded lower Monday. Crude oil for July down 42 cents to 69.20 a barrel. Crude oil for August down 38 cents to 69.01 a barrel. The Dow down 146 points Monday to 34,609. The S&P 500 down 6 points to 4,223. The Nasdaq up 55 points to 13,869. That wraps up our look at the markets and that wraps up this edition of Texas Ag Today. Remember, we'll be right here next time to bring you the latest news in Texas agriculture. I'm Jessica Domel. Hope to see you then. Thanks for listening to Texas Ag Today. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. For more Texas Ag news and information, check out our website at texasfarmbureau.org or tfbradio.com. Texas Ag Today is a production of the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network.